what's going to be? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody, we're, you know, we're getting close to the end of the year. We're still bringing you absolute banger episodes, and we're bringing you some of the best bands out there that you should know about if you don't. And the one we got today, oh, Lord, this is a fantastic under an hour episode. You're not going to want to miss out on it. Plus the energy from this band, especially on their brand new album, Bloom Season. Oh dear Lord, is it intense. You want to know how great Bloom Season is? I mean, I thought Dark Bloom by We Came As Romans, banner right back there, was fantastic. Bloom Season, it's also fantastic, best way to put it. Before we jump into it, I want to thank our sponsor this podcast, man! So, yes, the holiday season's coming around the corner. It's the holiday season. Okay, now I'm starting to act like Bill Burr on his podcast right there. But, yes, the holidays are coming up. And what better way to show the person in your life or the man in your life that, like, you know, that you care for them by getting them a gift to help them care for their boys down there. So, Manscaped comes in the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. And one of the best things you can do is make sure that they smell good down there and that they're not chafing down there. I mean, I, before using the stuff from Manscaped, I would chafe all the time, run all the time, bike all the time. I mean, it, it, the the redness between my legs from chafing was just ungodly. I was walking bow-legged around like, this town ain't making it for the two of us. But Manscaped has this stuff called the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. I swear by this stuff. I always put it on after a workout. What happens is it makes my stuff down there smell, you know, not like ass, that's the best way to put it, but at the exact same time, it also prevents chafing as well, and it makes sure that my legs between the smooth as silk on the finger rollers, whatever they say in basketball, but go get yourself some of that now, go get some for the person in your life that could really use it, and make sure that you say, hey, for Christmas this year, and help you out. I'm showing you that I care about you by caring for your boys down there. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping, use the code CPP. At checkout, manscaped.com, link to the podcast. Now in our future presentation, Jordan from the band Borders is here on the podcast. They Borders from the United Kingdom. Their brand new on Bloom Season is out as of the recording, or not as the uh, release of this episode, I should say. And it is nuts. The band goes into so many different things with, you listen to Godless, it's just metalcore heavy energy right in your face. You listen to Nothing Wrong with Your NWWM. And it's like, it's got trap game. It's got this trap beat feel there. They're metalcore, but they infuse so many more of this like new metalcore, this rap style in there. There's a lot of energy on here. We talk about Godless. We talk about the, the thought behind it. We also dive deep in Nothing Wrong With Me and the concept of addiction and the story that really drove the song to it. And Jordan does open up to us on the podcast a little bit. Tells a story about how Nothing Wrong With Me helped him get sober. And even deeper stuff behind there as well, too. So this podcast is a perfect one for you to also feel the energy and just really getting deep and getting understanding with the fact that you need to listen to Bloom Season by Borders after you listen to this episode. So are you guys ready? Because I am. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. You know one of my favorite things to do in the world is this podcast. One of my other favorite things to do in the world is go to concerts, jump into mosh pits, and go absolutely crazy as possible. Never jump out of the pit during the set and just lose my mind over it. So when I got a chance to listen to this band's new record, Bloom Season, take a look at the singles, take a listen to them, I just kept thinking to myself, this is something I need to see. This is something I need to be a part of. This is something I need to jump in the pitch because the energy, the tenacity, the heaviness, the madness of it is just intense. I can't get enough of it, and I hope you guys will think the same thing. So before you find out about the album, before you dive into it, how about we talk about it, shall we, with the man behind the album. So please welcome, from the UK, from the band Borders, Jordan the Podcast. So Jordan, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you for having me, man. No, I'm stoked to be here. So, um, yeah, mosh pits are the way forward. So I'm, I'm really glad that you uh, you could. Oh, your audio just cut out on me right then and there, Jordan. Alrighty, I think, I think it got, I think I got you back. We're back. Alrighty, so at least we got through the uh, the the weird part of this, the, the weird, you know, technical difficulty right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we're back, man. We're back, but like you said, mosh pits and just in getting that induced energy in there. I mean, that's this record is chock full of. I couldn't get enough of it. I mean, I was listening to it the day before we recorded this thing, and it didn't take long for me to want to smash into the wall and try and start a one man mosh pit in here. Quote unquote, 
not the best idea. <laughs> that's I was saying to you before, man. That's what we call the borders effect. It's uh, it's nice that you can you can headbang to parts. You can kind of just bop and vibe to certain parts, or just chill out to all the parts as well. But it's I think the main um thing that we're trying to put across is that aggression. So it's nice that you picked that up, my dude. Oh, I absolutely picked that up. And now it's got me thinking because the week before we recorded this episode, I went down to Chicago to go and see that Bring Me the Horizon tour that was going through the United States where they had knocked loose opening for them. And after listening to yourself, I'm thinking, now that would have been nuts if it would have been Borders, Knocked Loose, Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> I mean, the pits were already crazy enough for Knocked Loose and Bring Me the Horizon as is. But if we threw you guys in there to open up for Knocked Loose, I'm pretty sure we might have already been knocked loose before knocked loose even went on stage. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you know what? Bring Me the Horizon is one of my favorite bands, of course. But like, we live kind of round the corner from those guys, like literally, like so. Not as in like you know, ten minutes, but yeah. forty minutes away, maybe from sort of where Ollie Sykes is from. And they actually, they actually have a restaurant in Sheffield called Church. And it's awesome. They used to have a tattoo parlor there. You can play games. You can smash coffees. You can eat cool vegan food. It's awesome. But on the topic of Bring Me the Horizon, like what an inspiration, especially for all of us in Borders. Um, I think not only that can they bring the aggressive kind of stuff, but no matter what they do, whether it's pop or emo music or whatever, or like I swear they've done like some trance shit as well, but like they can always um, keep their fans and gain new ones. So it's, I'm, I'm glad you've mentioned them actually, because they're a massive inspiration to us guys. So, well, if they're a massive inspiration to you, I mean, I want to get a little bit more in deep with that because of how many people not only absolutely love the music of bring me the horizon, get down to it, especially from, you know, the days of count your blessings and suicide seasons all the way to what was probably my favorite record from them was separate Then you get to, you know, that's the spirit. You get to Amo, you get to the singles that have come out recently, the collaboration yeah. with Ed Sheeran. What was it about bring me the horizon that just brought you into that and has influenced you to, you know, make borders as awesome as it is today? Well, I listened to Bring Me the Horizon when uh, they had Pray for Plagues out. So that was like my first introduction to them. And it pretty much went Linkin Park, Slipknot, Bring Me the Horizon. So that was like my my stage of heavy music. So you know what? Like when I first started like screaming vocals, the first cover I did, you can actually find it on YouTube. <laughs> I was 14 years old and I did like a cover of Pray for Plagues by bringing the horizon um so you know 14 years ago but i think it was being at that time it was probably being a part of like the emo culture and they they were in that scene and obviously a lot of heavy bands kind of came into into the scene after bringing the horizon but all of us moshers all of us grebs all of us emos we never stopped listening to bringing the horizon no matter what record they released so it inspires musicians to not just follow the same old format and feel like you have to you have to do what people want they can do whatever they want and they still have a party and they still put some incredible music out in the world so who cares like i think music these days is about having fun do what you want to do put your own stamp on the scene um and bring me the rise of the the best the best example of that Oh, there's no doubt they're the best example of that because you take a look at when you listen to their music, it's, again, go back to Counter Blessing with Pray for Plagues and go back to Suicide Season where you had Chelsea Smile and Diamonds Aren't Forever. I mean, that's just straight heavy aggression coming right at your face, just as angry as possible. But then you get to 2013 Separternal, and now it's more of that metalcore bass. They bring in Jordan Fish as well and just adds more of that like electronic synth layer to it and makes it sound so much grander. Then they start to go a little more at that stadium appeal with That's a Spirit. They go a lot more experimental with Amo then they did i can't remember this they had that album it was like songs to whatever 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 i can't remember the whole title it's like 50 words long but it was more of that just kind of like translucent real vibey music post human survival horror comes out it's like a smash gathering of everything they've ever done and now you take a look at the single they've done die for you strangers um the collaboration they did with ed sheeran 
it's when it comes to bringing the rise in we've stuck with them for so long because the quality of the music is there the integrity of the music is there the believability about ali sykes is putting into those lyrics is there so we want to stick around with it but the biggest key and the biggest inspiration i even had conversations about this before with other people as well is when you take a look at bringing the rise in They've never gone and chased a trend. They've changed with the times. They've never gone and chased a trend. They've always evolved into what they want to do. They're not staying the same and just kind of, okay, we're this and we can't wiggle out of this like certain space. They're not going to put themselves in a box, but they're also not going to follow along with what is popular right now. They're not going to always be doing what you think is like the best. They're just going to be doing what they want to do themselves. They're going to make the music they want and look at where they are. The best band probably in rock and metal today. I mean, no one's, no one's hitting like pop culture like they are right now. Yeah. I think, you know, in years to come, like the headliners we're seeing for festivals at the moment are like Kiss, ACDC, you know, and they're, they're on festivals like every, every two, three years and they're just kind of rotating them. I think in years to come, Bring Me The Horizon will be that band because they're just, iconic they're they're brilliant at what they do um but interestingly i think with bring me the horizon they they do seem to predict what's going to be popular like but even before so they'll bring a record out and like all of a sudden that music is going to blow up like um i think they're they're onto something with the emo vibe at the moment because obviously we've got bands like my chemical romance coming back um so they're I think they're targeted in their approach, definitely. But yeah, dude, incredible band. Yeah, they may be targeting their approach, but they're just doing it the way they want to do it. Because again, you listen to you listen yeah. to like Strangers, and it might have a little bit more of that. You know, okay, you know, it's gonna be hitting on some of those emotions that are really hitting with the nostalgia field at this time. But the song isn't gonna just be for this next like eight to ten month period. No, that song can stand out on its own. They could be playing that song. At concert venues, at festivals, in their live set 10, 15 years down the line. And it's not going to sound like it was so stuck in a certain time. It's because the quality of music they put out is that good. Because even though their approach might be targeted, what they're doing is what they want to do. They're just following along their own path here. Yeah. And their music all blends together nicely. Like I, I had the pleasure of watching them live three years ago. And they did, they literally did a melody of, they did like, uh, trying to think diamonds aren't forever uh chelsea smile they did all those kind of songs but then when you listen to that and then you're listening to like happy song as well it's just it's such a contrast but weirdly it fits because the energy that they bring on stage just carries it you know yeah, i think it- ollie something recently about their live shows being like disneyland on stage um which i found quite interesting because it's just they're just showmen like but yeah heavily inspirational for us um yeah i'm looking forward to what they bring out from here i mean maybe they'll end up bringing you guys out on tour at some point just because if you're if you're gonna listen to bloom season which you everyone should do because it's badass we'll put it that way but the energy you guys put behind there just the intensity you guys put behind there if bring the rise is gonna bring knock loose on tour with them and so you're gonna get hardcore right before you go into bring me the horizon it still fits because Bring the Horizon can match that energy. You guys, I see a very similar vibe there, just with a completely different style of sound. It's still there. It still works. And when it comes to these massive tour packages, one of the best things you can do is just not necessarily stick with what exactly the genre is. Or stick, oh, we have to have this kind of music on there. No, build the best show possible. Build that energy. Build that flow. So if you guys go on before Bring Me the Horizon, you guys create this manic, intense energy. Everyone's, you know cranked up to 11 at that point bring me the rising goes on boom everyone is ready for it everyone is ready to go and there's not going to be a skip in the in the overall you know emotion or energy of the show between the two i i totally agree man i think it's not so much about this style or genre of band that they have support in them it's it's more about the energy and something we've always been proud of is our stage performance our stage shows we we don't like to take metal super seriously you know like some some front men and some some bands might want to like come across like that this super like aggressive people but um us like we're kind of cl- people people say borders is like metal with a smile because they come to see us live and they can see uh how happy we are to play and it's just an interesting contrast i i, I just love uh you know hyping up the crowd uh, i love the energy that we bring and we're super proud of that so you know bring me if you're listening to this uh, podcast, we're about, man. We're about next year. Get us on tour. 
There you go. Or if you're able to come from the U.S., hook up with these two bands, Void and Silent Planet. Their like their style, just like their stage presence, is the exact same. It's all about just creating the best show possible, but the energy is up. And they're just having fun doing it. I've seen Garrett swing from the rafters. I've seen <laughs> Benny just completely go absolutely nuts for a void. And I, it's it's something that I'm listening to you speak about it, and that's all I'm thinking about is, okay, can we somehow get you guys over to the U.S. in the next like couple of a couple of like weeks or so? Because those hey. two bands are going on tour with the Plot and you, and oddly enough, they're also going on tour with Kane Hill as well. Where I mean, you guys could bring out Elijah for for Godless, and we could just have an absolute blast of a time listening to that. We might have to find a way to get you guys out of the next like week or two. Dude, I'm there. I'll qu- I'll I'll quit my day job right now and get a flight across. I'm uh no, we are te- we are keen to come to the states. Um we we recently toured with a band called Dropout Kings and um they they came to the UK but they've been talking to us for a while about bringing us over to the states. So, dude, we're there. Because I know Dropout Kings, they're going to be going on tour at the end of of 2022 here in the United States. It's like them dragged under the word alive and from ashes to new. And I'm like, that's going to be a lot of fun because, well, a lot of those bands are fun. Plus, I love from ashes to new. But on top of that, bringing uh, Dropout Kings on there, just get that crazy kind of energy. And then you've got the song with them, too, uh, Nothing Wrong With Me or NWWM. And it's I'll put it this way. The song you had with Godless featuring Elijah from Cane Hill and... Another one, none WWM featuring Dropout Kings. Those are my two favorite songs you guys came out with. Just the creativity that was behind those and the energy is so different, but it's so intense at the exact same time. I was able to connect with those instantly. I mean, the features on them too just blended so well together. I don't know how you guys did it, man, but thank you. Well done. Yeah, well, we, we needed to pick the perfect feature for the story um and given elijah's lyrical content throughout most of cane hill he talks about he talks about atheism he talks about gods and um issues with religion so it just resonated with his man um we godless was was basically about going through kind of trauma um you know my my dad was rushed into hospital one night and i was i just remember that feeling of kind of aggression towards a God, if there was one, because it was like, how can he let this happen? Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's basically that kind of feeling. So we wanted it to be the heaviest, most aggressive track on that record. And who better than Elijah to come and feature on that really. But just touching on um, what you've said with Dropout Kings, it was a similar sort of thing, man. The, The story just, it just fits with them and kind of, if you listen to what they're about, um, you know, we, we talk about struggles with alcohol, struggles with drugs and things like that. And then um, those guys hop on. It just fits. It just worked really well, man. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, both of them really fit. And I would like to dive deep into them as well. And I kind of want to start with Godless because that was the first one we started with. And yep. just especially for my, like, even my background as well, because I, growing up, I went to Catholic grade school. I went to Catholic high school. So that whole entire religious aspect, the whole God aspect was really, really a heavy focus when I was going through school at that time. But of course, things happen. In eighth grade, uh, I got called potentially a demonic kid because my favorite band was Disturbed. So that's kind of how everything, you know, really fluctuated there. But out I know of every band, out of every band, they said Disturbed. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because all of a sudden, I think they may have listened to, like, Inside the Fire, because it was right as the Indestructible album came out, and it's like, oh, no, 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 this is bad. I'm like, this is a song about suicide and talking yourself out of it, basically. Like, that's the whole point of the song. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I just kind of would have expected maybe, like, Slipknot or something, you know? Oh, no. When we when I went to high school, it was, like, the, the first person I kind of really became friends with. The reason we became friends because I was a huge Disturbed fan. He's like, oh, I like Disturbed. I'm more of a Slipknot guy myself. And it was just at that moment, I like you, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely met those those kids in school. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, Godless was was fun. It, it, was, it was a tough time for me to write it, but weirdly it's going to be a very fun song to play live you know oh um, i know i'll say no i know exactly uh, here i know exactly your time by after listening to that song man yeah it's just i i like kind of like a contrast um 
we, we tell some really maybe quite negative stories, but there's always an outcome. There's always a way out. Um, the things that I've gone through and that I speak about on this record, uh, ironically, at the end of the records, I have resolved like I was uh, really bad with alcohol when I wrote Nothing Wrong With Me. So much so that when we got the first draft back of the video, dude, I was in hospital with like wires on me. Like I just like got way too drunk and just ended up in hospital. And then I look at my phone and nothing wrong with me. The first draft, it's just been sent to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm in hospital right now. This is crazy. And then I got sober that day. So like the whole like journey of the album from like start to finish, like the, the struggles that I went through and, um some of the other band members like towards the end of the album have been resolved so the lyrical content is it's just a massive journey man and um i'm so proud to say that i'm like 10 months sober now so congratulations bud really proud of you on that one especially given the fact of that whole entire story where you're in a you're in a hospital bed and you get the first draft of the video. That's just the one thing that just resonates with you so much. So that's okay. This is the moment. If we're talking about this, we're talking about the struggles. And this is what I'm seeing right after probably the, what might end up being the lowest point at a furthest addiction. This is the time to change it right now. Yeah. What, what we absolutely, what we created, it was like looking in a mirror. Like I, I yeah, it, it kind of just, I don't know. It just kind of sparked me to say, this is fate. I need to do something about this. I need to get my life back on track. So yeah, just just quit the alcohol there and then. And dude, I'm coming up to like a year in December. So, you know, we get to release the album next month. It's just all such a positive experience, man. But thank you for for delving deep in this podcast. Um, it's what we like, man. Oh, we can dive even deeper in that because now, of course, we're talking a little bit more about nothing wrong with me. Like I want to go even deeper in that because when I was listening to the song, of course, I always like to look at like the meanings of it and what you're talking about. I mean, I pretty much picked that up right away about addiction and the stranglehold that it can have on you. Because anytime any addiction comes through, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, or anything that's going to end up potentially having a negative impact on you, it can be at some points create this dependency. It can be so hard to shake. And it talked about the manic state of flowing loss you can fall into if you let it get to that point. If you let all those that, that addiction take over your life, you might try and hide it from everybody else and say nothing's wrong with you because you don't want people to see the pain and the struggles. It's like, oh, people don't give a shit. People don't care. But I mean, it, it will take you down as hard as possible and it will, it will try and end you in a way. And uh, thankfully for you, the video, the first half of the video came to you at the exact right moment in life. Yeah, and I, and I hope that it comes to other people in the same way as well. That's the point of the song. It's you're going through an addiction no matter what it is and it's getting out of it. It's believing that nothing's wrong with you. Um, there is a whole like kind of crazy story about that. Um, it's so the song's quite, quite personal, um, but also obviously we wanted it to be relatable to other people. So that's why we have the hook in there best believe there's nothing but um yeah man so basically <laughs> it's kind of difficult to talk about so i'm sorry if i uh stumble a little bit because this is the first time that i'm talking about it um but yeah so i had a bad experience on on drugs like a really bad trip and it kind of at that time was making me see like gods and the devil and all of this like crazy stuff i thought i was possessed dude I was having stuff like bang on my walls. I was like, I was going through sleep paralysis. Um, I was really scared, but because my my dad comes from like a, a Christian background, um, it was kind of spoken to me that what was going on could be spiritual. So like, I've kind of got one side of things where I'm thinking it's kind of like, it's just the drugs, it's it's psychosis, like, and then the other side of things, I'm being told that it's it's like a demon that's like attached itself to me. So um, I decided to see a local. Yeah, you look spooked, man. <laughs> I'm 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 enthralled with this. I'm I'm. It makes the song so much more powerful and makes it stand out so much more. So please keep going. Like I, I'm not spooked. I I'm just yeah. 
I absolutely don't mind talking about it. It's tough, but yeah, I'm happy to go there. So we, I was 19 at the time. Um, yeah, I decided to go and see a priest. And I remember going into this room with him and him sitting me down saying, look, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, scary stuff's going on, mate. I, I took some bad drugs. I'm seeing all of this stuff. Like what, you know, what can we do about it? And he says, basically, I think you've got like a demon of confusion that's going after you. There's like different types of demons. Like this one's one that affects your mind. Um, and he's like, what we need to do is obviously pray about it. And at this time, because I did have a faith in God, I do have a faith in God, no matter how much I question it. Um, I, I didn't know what to believe about this because I was torn. So the guy starts praying and he tells me to close my eyes, right? This is the crazy part about the story. He tells me to close my eyes. So I close my eyes and he starts saying all of this stuff. He's like speaking in tongues and like crazy shit like that. And the weirdest thing is I couldn't open my eyes, mate. I could not open my eyes. And I just felt like, I just felt this thing lift out of me. It's so, it's so odd to say, but I just, I really did feel like I was being released of whatever kind of spiritual shit was going on. Right. Um, and then, you know, for a good month or two months, I was okay, but things started to creep back in, um, all sorts of scary things. Like I thought I was seeing, you know, like figures in the dark and all of that horrible stuff. But the thing that healed me was actually just believing that there was nothing wrong with me because I was, I know that sounds like kind of like corny to like, just drop, drop the hook in there. But I had one person tell it, the doctors telling me it was psychosis. I had the priest and, and my dad believing that it was something spiritual. And I don't think any of that was helping me. I think the more you think about something like that, the more it's going to scare you, the more you put these negative thoughts into your mind. So I like, I was like, you know what? it's fine. I don't believe in any of that. And I believe that I can get out of this, this state that I'm in. Um, and I, yeah, I did. I was like, I got out of it when I was probably about 20 years old and I'm 28 now. So, um, it's, yeah, it was a, it was a truly, um, awful experience. Um, and it, it was empowering to, to tell the story finally, because I've always been worried about speaking about it because it might sound so odd to other people, but there's other people with different stories. And I think the good thing about this song is that some people might listen to it and think, Hey, that's about alcohol. Hey, that's about drugs. Hey, that's about mental health in general. And no matter what you're going through in that respect, you can do the same as what I did, you know? Yeah. And first off, thank you for sharing all of that because anytime people go through stuff in life, and stuff like that, and you, you keep it in. I mean, there's things that you get afraid to release to the world or talk about just because you're afraid, you know, of the like just kind of how it was or afraid of potentially going back and looking back at those emotions or some people just the judgment that might happen off of that. But I'm very big on the idea of if you've gone some and you're comfortable sharing, share it because what will end up happening is people will be able to connect with you on such a deeper level. People will be able to understand you on such a deeper level and through that connection, through that empathy, we have a chance to help you heal together at the same time as well. Because I've gone through stuff in life as well that hasn't been very, that's been tougher. I think it was not going right. And it did take me even to the point where I said, you know, this is kind of on me to fix. This isn't on, yeah. you know, some doctors to fix. It's not on drugs to fix. It's not on other people. It no, comes it's to on the me point to where you just have to take personal responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. When you finally are able to take that personal responsibility I mean, it's, there's just some power that comes through it. And then you finally get a chance to kind of say, yeah, there really is nothing wrong with me. There might be something that's just not right with me at the moment, but I can fix it. But in the end, there's really nothing wrong. And it's not about like faking it until you make it, but it's about realizing that you actually aren't in that certain space. You're not in that capacity. You can actually get out of that if you, if, if you, if you're going to try if The thing is, if you don't try, you're never going to get out of there. But if you actually take the time folks in a try, then you're going to be able to get out of that space. And listening to a song like this, I mean, it puts it out there so much more on the forefront. But what you said, people can listen to this and they can 
pick up certain other things that might be talking about different like drugs, alcohol, whatever it might be. But that's yeah. because the way the song is written, the way it's pr- presented, and like the different like kind of trap style beats that are over it to really create that distortion feel. What happens is we just take the lyrics, we take the emotion of the song, and we follow along with that whole entire journey. But we put in the piece of our own life into that story so we can relate to it better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, people can be their own worst enemies. Um, and it's quite healing to take responsibility of your life yourself rather than um, relying on something else, you know, a doctor, a priest. Um, so, yeah, no, thank you for talking to me about it. Oh, you're welcome. And even to add a little bit more to that, we're not saying that, you know, reaching out to these people that are doctors, priests, parents, friends, asking for help. That is not something that we're against. No, reach out for help. But what we're all saying is there is such a major part of personal responsibility that you can ask for all the help in the world. But if there's if it's something that's with you, the first the first thing you have to do is be open to that change yourself. Be open to helping yourself because then you're going to be open to the help from others. If you're not going to be open to helping yourself, then it's going to be especially even more difficult to get to that point of understanding, get to that point of healing, get to that point where you can say nothing wrong with me. And that is absolutely the case. It is so much easier and helpful if you are willing to help yourself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with seeking the advice of a, of a, of a medical professional at all, but it's easy to get kind of trapped in just like a toxic spiral where you, you don't really want to accept anybody else's help and you don't really see what's out see the reality kind of um out there and yeah no it's i just think taking personal responsibility is something that healed me and hopefully the message can uh can get some other people as well i've already had like people messaging me saying that like one person in particular who suffers with um disassociative personality disorder and um she sings the song to herself like every couple of days um and she tells me about it and i I just thought that was really awesome to have that feedback from somebody because that's something that i didn't really know about and this is one of our fans that's messaged us and said look i keep telling myself every day that nothing's wrong with me and she sends me like little videos of her (laughs) singing the track and that it's just sick man love it Oh, that is awesome. And it even speaks to more of the power of the track and speaks to the power of the music that you have created because you're seeing how people are connecting with it. You're seeing how people are using it to empower themselves to create that sense of I can I can help myself out in this. I can be I can accept help, but I can also help myself to get to that point where, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. It gives us that motivation. It gives us that edge to actually pull us off and do this if we're stuck in such a dark place. And for that fan, shout out to them for you know using this song in such a powerful way so that they're constantly using it as a way to just say, you know what, I got this. Nothing wrong with me. I got this. And just kind of send you those fun videos. I, mean, that's, I saw the smile that brought to your face when you started talking about that. That's just as genuine as it gets. Yeah, she's awesome. We, we appreciate our fans so much. So, yeah. And I do want to mention once again, it's like, cause it does have more of this like manic style, but like there's a lot of trap beats that you put over this, but it makes so much sense to have it over there with dropout Kings on, on the track as well to really curate also to their flow and their style, but to really create this whole entire distorted mind feel to the track that really speaks to what happens when you kind of, when you fall victim to those things, when you fall victim to addiction, when you're in that space where you can't, it seems like you can't get out of your own way. There's such this left turn right turn you don't know what's going on up is down left is right backwards is forwards um yeah it's it it creates such a manic personality to the song but it fits so well with the message and that's why that message that's why the song hits as hard as it did and that's why when i first listened i thought whoa this might be my favorite song but then i listened to godless and i'm like now that's my favorite song (laughs) (laughs) now that's that's good to hear that it's done that i mean we have our our producer and guitarist to thank for the incredible uh beats and crushing guitars that we have um in the song but yeah i guess it feels kind of sporadic at points and kind of messy but that's that's a good thing right because that's what what the song's all about so it's interesting that you've that you've picked up on that actually um but what it was um 
it was tough writing this this time around because of obviously because of covid we all felt super isolated um and we were changing styles of music so rather than like writing to guitar riffs i was writing to beats so that although it was a tough challenge it allowed me to to flow a bit better and actually have people hear what i'm saying rather than when i'm screaming they might just be like shit that that's heavy man you know what i mean like people can actually go okay he's he's saying best believe there's nothing wrong with me like you know what i mean like it it allows me to make a point um rage against the machine uh you know massive inspiration for some of us and i think that's why we wanted that thing that we where we'll like we'll have a hook but we're just going to say it and get more aggressive and build it up until that shit drops so like i think they were a heavy inspiration for the track as well um more so for the other guys but yeah man no it was just that build up of emotion and then it finally hits you yeah I can see that with nothing wrong with me because, of course, you know, the hook is definitely going to be nothing wrong with me when, you, when you're kind of saying it gets more aggressive. Very similar to the style of, like, Kill the Name by Rage Against Me. All of a sudden, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you... Honestly, if, if there's people that are just getting to Rage Against the Machine, you ask them what the name of that song is, they're probably going to say, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. It's like, no, that's that's <laughs> it's killing the name. Yeah, man. No, I'd say the exact same thing, but... Yeah. yeah, but it just all, but it also stands out to just the fact that with this song, with nothing wrong with me, having more of that, just not using those screams and you being more straightforward lyrics, but also being as aggressive as possible with them, you're still bringing forward that message in such a clear, concise way. But then you get to Godless. I mean, it's the un, the unclean screams, the anger that just comes straight from that song, just comes straight from the energy of that towards the whole entire que- questioning faith, questioning if God is real when things. It's like, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? If they're like kind of question, if there's a God, then why are these things happening to people that don't deserve to have these things happen to them? That moment of questioning brings forward such this anxiety and anger driven emotion and response within us that when you listen to Godless, I mean, you feel that every step of the way with how heavy it goes. Yeah. So, um, so with that song, actually, uh, I mean, our guitarist would probably be able to tell you a bit more about this, but before we had, um, lyrics to it, he wanted to design it as kind of like a train wreck song. He, he just pictured a train on a journey to hell. So like some of the, the sounds, um, in there are like, he's created like the sound of like a, a train, like screeching and like a, a train crashing and stuff like that. So like, you already have that as the base of the song. But then when I wrote the lyrics to it, it kind of, it changed themes. So I had the thing happen with with my dad and him going into hospital. And then we wanted to write it about our feelings towards faith and losing your faith when something in your life happens, be that grief, trauma. Um, so we've got these two blends of like, you know, hell and our feelings towards God. And they just kind of merged together. So yeah, it's an interesting one, but also it's it's quite nice for me to to step out of my comfort zone a bit with, with less rappy stuff and do more of an aggressive like deathcore style track because I yeah my older bands when I was in like local bands and stuff I yeah I was pretty much just like a heavy vocalist then I changed to a, to like a rap vocalist so it was nice to to go back to the roots really on that one and um, it's probably my favorite song on the album it's going to bring so much more diversity and sound to the album overall and kind of just thinking about that idea of a train wreck kind of feel the thing that gets me the most on that is when you're going in through the song okay you get to you know intro first chorus chorus but after that first chorus all of a sudden it's like this bridge hits i'm just like um wait we're already getting to this now like we're already going to be hitting this hard and then right when it hits I mean, it's just pronounced heavy, anger-driven. Just everything is so heavy around there. And then all of a sudden, it goes on. It starts to slow up a little bit. And I just absolutely love seeing the heavier side from you guys. But then seeing and hearing Elijah's vocals on it to really get heavier. And then seeing your vocals coming on the back end of it to match not only that heaviness, but to create that transition piece back to kind of more of that rap style that's going to be more towards that pre-chorus area. It just completely blew my mind with, the transition of emotion, the anger around there, but the processing of the whole entire story around questioning your faith and questioning if God is real. Yeah, definitely. Dude, we was talking earlier about mosh pits. This is the mosh pit track. It's um, 
yeah it was it was fun to write super fun to write we we just wanted that pure aggression man um it, it was an angry story to tell and i feel like we've 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 definitely got there with it so gav i'm our guitarist i'm completely thankful we've got someone so uh so creative that can do something like that um that's definitely going to be the part in the show where we maybe like split the crowd apart do like a nice little wall of death or something um yeah, See, that's a, that. I'll say that's a part of the show where you split the crowd apart. Everyone's on the side. You're saying, hold, hold, hold. You start to get into it. And right before that thing breaks, what's going to happen is on one side of the wall, you're going to see some dude just jump up and get like a two-step head start because that sounds like a fun <laughs> idea. And you might be thinking, who the hell would do something like that and probably go right after the biggest dude that's on the other side of the wall? And you'll see yeah. at the end of the show, me going, Hey, buddy, that was me. <laughs> Mosh pit friends now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I was going to say, you bring this stuff to the States, and I mean, it's probably going to be crazy enough over in Europe, but as you bring this up to the States, we're going to have to match that energy because when Godless comes on, oh, boy, I, I, that's that's going to be somewhere, you know, the it's like the blinders go on. It's like, all righty, this is just Mosh Pit Central that's, right that's here. What's like good about kind of our set is that it's not, all crazy mosh pit uh wall of death kind of stuff like we've got songs where we get the crowd to bounce up and down we've got like a bit more of like a crowd surf song um you know, we get people involved with us it's just yeah we like having a range of, of different things what we do and like different kind of energies because you're never going to get just mosher kids that come down to a show we want to yeah want to appeal to everyone so yeah man let's uh let's get to the states and bring that energy yeah, it's not like you're going to like a knock loose Kublai Khan show where you know it's just going to be a bunch of hardcore kids going nuts in the pit. No, no, no. With your guys, the different varying energies that you guys can bring to the table, you're going to get those kids that want to go mosh crazy, wall death crazy, like myself, because that sounds like a fun time. And that sounds like a great way to spend a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday night during the day. I don't care. I'll be there. But changing up the energies and kind of having the ability to have people to bounce, you know, be a more part of the show, too. When, the, when bands are able to change that kind of energy and be able to flow with that kind of energy within their discography, and within their set list, I mean, you can create some truly magical moments. You can tr create a time where everybody is into every single song, every step of the way. Similar to, we're going back to the beginning with this with Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, absolutely. No. Um, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's nice to have a, a different range of stuff. And like I say, man, we're just... We're just happy to play. There's no point in trying to be super serious and just like angry frontman all the time. We, we've been referred to as metal with a smile. That's the truth, man. We love it. Like, um, so we're going to show the crowd that we enjoy it, and um, hopefully that energy will transfer onto them. So, yeah, metal with a smile. That is the perfect tagline. And one more <laughs> question before we wrap this up. And with Bloom season coming out again, November eighteenth, two thousand twenty-two. What's going to be the plan for Borders come 2023? What are you guys looking at? You don't got to give me anything specific. I'm just looking for a little bit of a, like a little teaser, a little bit of a taste. Um, So, I mean, the plan is obviously for shows. Um, One thing I will say is that we're coming up to 10 years next March. So that could be something quite special but yeah man we just want to take over world domination um get this message out to as many people as possible um yeah i mean i me personally like i mean we've got full force festival next year don't know if you've heard of that one but like that should be super dope i just want to hit up some festivals man like we love playing festivals dude we've we played um we played download festival in the uk this year um what an experience man for that to be like one of the very first like shows after like covid and stuff unreal um so i think yeah we we just want to get the message out there take over hopefully you never know might come to the states um and uh if Please we do, do. <laughs> uh we'll get you guess this mate don't worry um but yeah man now i can't say too much because there's there's plans in the works but i think uh what I will say is that our 10 year anniversary will be very special. 
perfectly said because I know there's probably stuff in the works. I don't want anything specific if it can't be said yet. I just like, you know, the little bit of teaser stuff that you might be able to put out there just so that we're always going to be on our toes waiting to see what happens with Borders. And coming up on 10 years, something special coming? Not going to want to miss out on that now, am I? You're definitely not going to want to miss out on that now. No, we won't. So as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, Jordan, one thing I like to do is give my chance, which is you in this case, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So my friend, the floor is yours. Okay, dude. Well, we've got bloom season coming out November the 18th. Let's go. You're going to need to cop that on all major platforms. This has been Jordy from Borders and my boy Kevin. Thank you very much for having us today, my friend. It's been it's been really fun. It's been also good to delve into like some of the topics of the album. So um, hopefully that will interest people in in listening to it and hearing the story and the resolve of that story. Um, yeah, this song is not sorry. This album is not just like a bunch of uh, album songs. We've like. Every song's a single. Every song's worthy of a single. Do you know what I mean? We spent three years on this. It's going to hit hard. It's um, not only is it aggressive, but it, it just tells a beautiful story of chaos. And um, we really want you guys to hear it. So honestly, honestly, dude, thank you so much for having us. Uh, it's been really fun. And uh, yeah, very happy to talk to you tonight, man. It was a f- pleasure talking to you, Jordan. So now it's time for me this podcast with three things. So remember, Bloom Season out November 18, 2022. So what does that mean? You're going to want to stream on all platforms. You're going to want to buy the album. Um, you're going to want to be able to get the your hands on some merch from Borders. And you're going to want to follow them on all their social media platforms because 2023, potential shows in the U.S., something big going on for that 10-year anniversary. Um, Something crazy might happen with Bloom Season when it releases. You, you never know exactly what you're going to get. But you're going to want to be there. That's what I'm trying to get at. So... There's plenty of places to find and plenty of places to follow, plenty of places to listen to the music. But instead of having to search it up yourself, go to the description of the podcast. It's going to say find Borders Online. There's going to be links for everything. Social media, where you can stream music, where you can watch the videos, where you can buy the merch, you can buy them, and the labels for it as well. So all you have to do is click and do the thing to support these guys. Trust me on it. You're going to want to do it. I'm doing all the hard work. All you got to do is click and take it from there. Now it's time for number two, Jordan. So whenever I've guessed on the podcast, I enjoyed having on the podcast. I always tend to make a certain promise. I'm going to say, thank you for taking your time to be on the podcast today. Along with, I want to continue to support the band as well because this was just an absolute blast. Um, I Before we even hit the record button, we were talking about Papa Roach mosh pits. I knew that this was going to be the case. I knew you were going to hit on this. So I'm going to have to curate this promise for you just a little bit though. So my promise does not start out with if. If implies possibility of not happening. No, screw that. My promise starts out with when. When implies this is going to happen. We just don't know the day or time yet. So normally my promise is when I get to see you perform live for the first time, first round's on me. But because you're coming up on one year sober, we want to make sure that continues. So um, first thing I get to see you perform live, when I just bring a whole entire pizza for the band. Dude, if you can hit up some Pizza Hut, some some Domino's. Wait, what, what pizza place do you have in the in the States? You have Pizza Hut, right? We got Pizza Hut, Domino's, like Papa John's, Little Caesars. But if you guys come to Milwaukee, I'm not going to any like fast food pizza place or any like chain pizza restaurant. No, 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 no. I'm going to get you something real, like really good. Like not just something that can get thrown in. No, no, no. There's a place that I live about maybe it's about a half mile away from my house. Favorite pizza in the, in the city. So that's where I'd go. Get you guys a nice big giant pizza. Whatever you guys want on toppings, I'm going to come through and be like, <laughs> pizza man. Who's it for? For borders, baby. For borders. But yeah, no, we're super keen for that. But I have one very important question for you, Kevin. Yes. Do you like pineapple on pizza? I am not a pineapple on pizza kind of guy. Hell yeah. Yeah, you can buy us a pizza, man. Let's go. <laughs> Alrighty. So on That's that note, Jordan, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because I made that promise to you. I'm bringing you guys pizza when I get to see you for life for the first time. On top of that, this can't be the only time we have you in the podcast. This was awesome. We got to do this again. We're going to make it happen. So this cannot be goodbye. This has to be. I'll see you later. Definitely, man. See you later. Well, well, folks, this has been with Jordan from the band Borders. Once again, Bloom Season out November 18, 2022. It should be available by the time this podcast releases. 
So when this ends up going out, you know, you're going to want to follow along with Borders. You're going to want to listen to the album. You're going to want to buy them. You're going to want to buy some merch, and you're going to want to support them when they're on tour and support them on their social media accounts. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the description of the podcast where it says Find Borders Online. Yeah, it's down there. What you're going to do is you're going to t- look and see all the links there because there's going to be a lot of links. But there's also going to be labels there as well. You're going to click on those links to go support the band. Follow on social media. Subscribe to my YouTube. Watch those YouTube videos. Buy the album. Um, buy some merch. Buy concert tickets. Go support these guys because metal with a smile, you're going to have a lot of fun. Trust me on that. Also, remember to support the Corporate Rush Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for your viewing pleasure. We put all these podcasts on YouTube. So if you're watching YouTube right now and you haven't hit that subscribe button, what are you doing? Hit that subscribe button for me, will you? Because it's my favorite thing to do in the world and that helps out a lot. Or you can subscribe to our audio stream platform, Spotify Podcast, I Heard You, Amazon, and wherever else you might get your podcast. Thank you, Brit Media, for making sure we are all over the place in the web space. On audio stream wise, you demand Noah, you demand. Thank you very much for that. If you are subscribed, a gigantic thank you for subscribing as well. I really appreciate it because this is what really drives me, along with mosh pits as well. If you're just just subscribing right now, thank you because you're getting that same thank you. If you're not gonna subscribe, you're like I enjoyed it, but I didn't want to subscribe. Please reconsider. If not, please come back anytime you feel like. Always happy to have you back. Also want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring this. 20% for free shipping code CPP at manscaped.com in the description of the podcast. Thank you, Jordan, once again. That pizza will be coming your way at some point in 2023, I hope. And on top of that, man, I can't wait to be in the pit for godless. That's going to be a lot of fun. So on that note, that's going to be it for me today, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See you